Welcome to the Root of Power podcast, where I teach you how to chase your joy, find alignment, and create a life and a business that you love using actionable methods, interviews, and inspiring stories from people who know that true freedom is found within. I'm your host, your always hype woman and sometimes ass kicker, Amanda Chills, and I am so proud of you for choosing to step into your power. Come along, we've got dreams to build. Okay, my love, I have put everything that I offer for free on one page so that we are not doing more work than we have to because why would we do that? Hashtag work smarter, not harder. So livemyhappyhealth.com slash free. You are going to find everything I've created for not only leveling up in your personal life and building a life that you love, but leveling up in your business life and building a business that you love. Okay livemyhappyhealth.com slash free. Love you. Hi. I hope you're having a super swell day. Do people say swell anymore? I don't really know. Does it matter? Not really. I hope that you're having a beautiful day. And if you're not having a beautiful day, I hope that it turns around for you and that you take some time to appreciate the already beautiful ways and things that are going on in your life. Um, Let me tell you a couple stories. (laughs) So I live on a farm. For those that don't know, it is quite literally my dream. Um, I dreamed of having horses as a little girl. I don't really know what little girl doesn't. Um, For some reason, like (laughs) little girls are just drawn to horses. Um, I wanted horses so badly when I was a kid, but we could not afford them. Um, I grew up in Florida and they are extremely expensive to keep there um, because there's not as much land available. So now that I live in North Carolina on a 50 acre farm, it is a lot easier to have horses because they just live in the field. Um, We have goats, we have sheep, we have a lot of things. Now, the thing about... (laughs) horses is that typically they're pretty well behaved. Uh, the thing about goats is that they're never fucking well behaved. And if you have enemies, give them goats. They'll be so busy with them that they won't have time to annoy you. (laughs) Big facts. Um, so over the years we have had (laughs) countless goats get stuck in the fence. Um, we've had a couple horses get stuck in the fence. Um, Horses are more problematic when they're stuck in a fence because typically it's their leg getting caught. Um, and if a horse breaks a leg, you have to put it down. There is no other option. Um, and horses tend to freak the fuck out when they get stuck and they'll just pull and pull and pull until something breaks either the fence or their neck or their leg. Um, when goats get stuck in the fence, <laughs> God bless them, the little bastards. Um, they just scream. They just scream until somebody hears them or they silently give up and hope that someone, i.e. me or my parents, see them and has mercy on their sweet, idiot little souls and lets them out of the fence. Um, now, sometimes you have to cut them out of the fence. Sometimes we can just maneuver uh, their heads out of the fence. And it's always bananas. So one time I came out and we have a horse named Zorro, who is a sweet boy. He was a stallion at the time, meaning he's still at his balls. And 
he when you have a stallion and you have females, obviously they'll try and get the females pregnant. Uh, so we have one female horse. So he had to isolate Zorro. He was in a field all by himself and he had attempted to go over the fence and got stuck in the fence. So he had essentially put his foot down in the fence and there was wire wrapped around his leg. Now, bless him, he was smart enough to stand still, which sometimes horses are and sometimes they are not. So I look out the window and I'm like, that's really funny. Oh God, he's stuck in the fence. So I went to cut him out of it. Now, the thing about a horse is they weigh about a thousand pounds is the average size. Uh, we have a Clydesdale who weighs about 2000 pounds who I have watched break a two by four with his head. I had a halter on him with a lead rope. So, and I tied the rope around a two by four and all he did was pick his fence up and he broke the two, I mean, clean in half, broke the two by four clean in half. So these are not small animals. And they are incredibly strong animals. And a scared horse is a dangerous horse. So we had not had Zorro very long. He has not had a ton of handling, um, meaning he was not super friendly with people. He was quite friendly, but he wasn't the same as like a horse who's had a lot of training and has a lot of like hours of people. So I didn't really know how he would react. And my main concern is his safety. But if I get injured in the process, I also, I mean, there's a huge chance of him getting injured. And there there is, there was a chance of me getting injured. Now, a horse can easily break a bone, you know, not that he would intend to. I've never had a horse be aggressive for no reason, but a horse who's scared can easily injure a person. Now apply that to people. A person who's scared, a person who's reacting from fear can easily injure a person, right? So let me continue my story. So I go get the wire cutters and I call my dad and I was pissed at the time because he would not agree to let me geld this horse, meaning cut his balls off, which means he would have to live in a field by himself forever. And I told him that this would happen. So I was already pissed off. So I called him and I was like, your fucking horse is stuck in the fence. Get the fuck out of here. So, you know, probably should not talk to my dad that way, but I was like really fucking mad. So I go to start cutting him out of the fence. Um, there is a 0% chance that I can take his leg out. So I have to cut him out, not really knowing if he would stand still for it, just kind of hoping he would. And then, you know, keeping my eye on him and adjusting as needed. And he was a very, very good boy. He stood still. I got him fully cut out. Now, some of the considerations there is like, If I get him mostly cut out and he freaks out, he will get injured and in the process will likely injure me. So what I needed him to do was stand still the entire time, which means I have to be calm the entire time because horses are prey animals, which means they're constantly adjusting to energy. And if they feel threatened, they're going to bolt, right? So I had to be calm the whole time, talking to him, keeping him calm, regulating my nervous system, keeping it down and calm and steady so that he would feed off of me and not unintentionally escalate him. So I cut him out of the fence and he, you know, went about his ways and I got him back into the pasture and we did eventually geld him. So now he can live with everyone else. And I won that battle. Thank you. And all was good and well. So the goats, right? We've had, we had Peggy is our resident escape artist. So you can 100% bet if somebody is out, it's Elvis, who is just a bastard. 
Peggy or her children. 100% that is who gets out. Peggy, her children, or Elvis. Or we have a little girl that gets out right now that doesn't have a name. I should probably name her. Um, so Peggy one time got tangled up in a fence. She tried to jump the fence. Her back leg got caught and she was hanging upside down. And my mom happened to see her, thank goodness, because the wire was wrapped around what is essentially her ankle. So had she been there too long, like we probably would have had to amputate that part of her foot. And that's obviously not ideal. Um, so sweet baby Peggy, who probably weighs like 50 pounds, um, I get her untangled and she's just sitting there upside down looking at me being like, meh, meh. <laughs> I'm like, Peggy, stop trying to jump a fucking fence. And she's like, meh. Bitch, I jump fences. Like, that's what I do. My name is Peggy. I jump fences. We all know this. Like, this is, this is my normal. So I like get her out and she, you know, goes about her happy way. And, and when we're getting goats out, I have to rotate their horns in a way that like gets them through the fence because the fence is a square. So the point of all this is to say that when people feel stuck, when animals and people feel stuck, the more they surrender, the easier it is to get unstuck. The more they surrender, the safer it is to get unstuck. If you've ever tried to untrap an animal, you know this to be true. If an animal is thrashing around, they get more tangled and more tangled and more tangled. If their fight or flight is taking over, the danger level goes higher. The chance of injury goes higher. We humans are exactly the same way. If you are feeling stuck, if something is wrong and you start fighting and fighting and fighting and fighting, things are probably going to get more wrong. The danger will escalate. The stuckness will escalate because you're just wrapping yourself deeper and deeper and deeper into these things. So this looks like when something is wrong, people who get more stuck, who wig out, who are not calm or clear, will do everything they can to resist guidance and support, which only gets them more stuck. And it's not until they surrender, until they calm down, that they can get to freedom, that I can guide them to freedom. Freedom comes after the surrender and not before, because before you're too entangled. You can't get free until you calm down, until you surrender to your current circumstances. That does not mean give up. It only means stop fighting. Until you surrender to your current circumstances, then you can get out of the situation. That is the goal. So what does surrender look like? It looks like not thrashing around. It looks like stopping moving. Stop moving. Stop fighting. Stop resisting. And think, which means the ability to calm your nervous system, to regulate your nervous system is one of the most important life skills you can have. I wish they taught this in school. I wish every parent was good at this. They're not, right? Like, some people learn it from their parents. Many people do not. This is why I do what I do. The ability to calm down, the ability to regulate your nervous system, to be angry, scared, worried, and clear and calm is hands down the most important life skill you can have. Because if you are thrashing about 
getting in deeper, getting more deeper embedded, you're only making things worse. And then you're going to fight more and you'll be more constricted. So you fight more and you're, and it gets tighter and you fight more and it gets tighter and you fight more and it gets tighter until you're suffocating until you can't move at all. That's obviously a problem. Okay. So surrendering saying, okay, the situation is what it is. Let me think. Then I'll make a move versus just reacting will behoove you what has a bigger payoff than anything you can learn in this life. The ability to regulate your nervous system, the ability to be clear is hands down the most important thing, which means you have to give in to the resistance. You have to give in to what's happening so that you can get out of what's happening. Give in to get out. Surrender to be free. If you're stuck in a fence, the worst thing you can do is pull and pull and pull and pull and pull and get more wrapped up and get more exhausted to the point where you give up. That does not benefit you. So I want you to think about that. Where in your life are you fighting instead of thinking? Where are you resisting instead of surrendering? And when you surrender, so much of that pressure releases. How would that benefit you? Well, if you're not fighting, all of that energy that you spent fighting can now be used to get out. You free, you immediately free up so much energy that's going to benefit you. I mean, you could keep fighting. I don't recommend it, but like nobody has to do a damn thing that I say. I'm just a professional, (laughs) but like whatever, do what you want. This is your life. Although I don't recommend doing that. So when you surrender, you then have the opportunity, the brain power, the energy to get free. So where in your life are you fighting? where it would be beneficial to surrender. Again, surrender does not mean give up. It means give in. Stop fighting so you can problem solve. Where would it benefit you to do that? You already know. As soon as I asked you that question, if something did not immediately come to mind, it will. You 100% already know where it would be beneficial to stop fighting so that you can problem solve, so that you can think. Freedom comes after surrender and not before. Okay, beautiful. This one was a little quickie. Carry that forward. If you're like, oh, damn, there's really some places that it would be beneficial to stop fighting and you want some help with that, holler at your girl or find someone who can help you. It doesn't have to be me as long as you get help if you need it. Okay, that's all. Have a beautiful day. Bye.